0: With your hosts, John, if you only knew the power of the dark side, and Matt Batman, join them as they embark on a journey through pop culture, sharing the good news. Everyone, hello and welcome to Good News Geek. John here, and so is Matt. Matt, how are you going?
1: Uh, I'm better now, back from the uh, land of the
0: plagued. Yes, I too joined um, that land for a period of time, being the flu season here in Australia, and the weather's been unseasonably cold.
1: Yeah, it's been uh, pretty miserable. It was uh, around a zero to minus one degrees the last couple of days where I am.
0: Yes, very uncharacteristic. Um, at least this cold this quickly, I yeah. think, is the thing that kind of caught us all off guard. But we are back and feeling pretty good at the moment, at least, uh, so th- in today's episode, we will talk franchise payoffs and Is Traditional Storytelling Dead? Has uh, Game of Thrones changed pop culture fandom? And Spoiler Etiquette, the do's and don'ts. And we announce to which fandom we will be boldly going in our new segment. So it's been a big couple of months in movies.
1: Yeah, we've, uh, we've had a lot of... Uh... A lot of A-rank movies coming out recently.
0: Yes, and of course, um, that includes Avengers Endgame.
1: Yes, yeah. uh, We missed last month, so we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. So this may seem like old news for a lot of you out there, but uh, give us that moment.
0: Yes, and we'll try and make it as relevant as possible. Um, And also, Game of Thrones. So television has also had its time in the spotlight.
1: Yes, uh, another big ending happening there, which... uh, I'd say mixed reviews, but they're not really mixed. They're all kind of the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll discuss that. We will. But first I just want to hit the spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen the end of any of these, um, you have been warned. All right, so Avengers Endgame. Um, I think we can talk openly. I mean, come on, it's been long enough now.
1: Yeah, we would. We will talk a little bit more about spoilers later in the show, but, uh, yeah, the, the embargo on talking about this movie has been <laughs> – removed by the directors themselves, so I think we're pretty safe to talk about it.
0: Excellent. And we're pretty rogue here. We don't follow the rules. Anyway, exactly. so. All right. So um, you've seen the movie, obviously.
1: Yes. Yeah, I saw it uh, when it came out a while ago now.
0: And what were your thoughts?
1: I liked it. Yep. Um, I really liked how they wrapped up some of the stories. I liked some of the characters and some of the decisions they made. Some of it, not so much of a fan of. Uh, but overall, <laughs> overall I, was, uh, I was quite happy.
0: Yep. Okay. Well, I, I thought it was a very satisfying conclusion after basically eleven years of build up yes. to this particular point and the you know, the, the gap of time between the previous Avengers and this one, um it did such a good job of meeting expectations, but also exceeding them in some areas. And by the end of the film I felt more satisfied in that film than I have with all of the others, sort of combined, because A particular last Avengers I thought was good, but not as good as I thought it might be. Um, But this one completely hit all the right notes for me.
1: Yeah, and it is interesting that they essentially filmed them back to back as well. So, you know, you can sort of look at that first movie and while it does seem a little bit incomplete, they were filming the entire thing at once. So maybe that's why we just felt a little bit lacklustre.
0: Yeah, and that, that, that's going to be part of the process, particularly with more movies these days as they, the conclusions always kind of end up in two parts. Is that for money or for storytelling? Well, I'll let you decide. Um, but, you know, obviously there are a few favourite things that I really loved, but by the biggest margin, my favourite thing is that Tony Stark dies.
1: Oh, you, uh, you're you quite happy with that? You didn't shed any tears? Oh, tea? yes.
0: Oh, no, no, it was devastating. Don't get me wrong. But I thought from a storytelling point of view, it was the perfect conclusion for that character. It
1: was, and especially for sort of the arc of these Avengers, because, I mean, technically the first Hulk movie was the first one in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but really Iron Man. And it should not be named. It shouldn't be, no. Iron (laughs) Iron Man started it, and now Iron Man has finished it.
0: Yes, and if you if you cast your mind back to Iron Man, I think it was in the post credit scene where Nick was a uh, Nick Fury was looking at the Avengers um, uh, program or initiative, I think he called it, mm-hmm. and he had Iron Man, Iron Man, not Tony Stark, Iron Man as a good candidate, mm. but not Tony Stark. Yes, and but and it, so I thought it was very fitting that Tony Stark actually stepped up to the plate and made the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and you kind of saw where he started off as a pretty um, self-centred billionaire and he became probably one of the, the best human characters mm. in the franchise. Yeah, well,
1: they, they even make a reference to it in the first Avengers movie. Yeah, I don't know if you remember it, but Captain America says to uh, to Tony that, you know, you're not the one to make the sacrifice play. You're not the one to throw yourself on the grenade so your friends yes. will live. And uh, and Tony flippantly says, you know, no, you're right, I'll, I'd find a better way. Uh, but, you know... In end, this case, end, there end wasn't. Of the, end of the day, he uh, he makes the choice.
0: Yeah, and look, um, and, and the way he does it too, when he, he says his line, I'm Iron Man, um, I thought that was really great. It gave me yeah. a bit of fan service, which I was, you know, pleased with. Um, the other thing though, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Captain America. I won't make any kind of um, um, secret of that. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, you have other characters, like Black Widow. She goes and sacrifices herself. Tony sacrifices himself. And Captain America decides, while they're all doing that, paying the hard price, he's just going to go back in time and live the life he's always wanted. Yeah. I thought that was a bit, really? You're meant to be the noble one and you're the one that got the happy ending. Devil's
1: advocate. (laughs) He does make a lot of sacrifices in his life. Thing so now is his chance to go back and have the life that he never got to have because of the sacrifices he made
0: but I do agree with I you. think the issue for me is that you know before he became who he was with the magic juice mm-hmm. um he was a pretty scrawny nobody and he obviously had a good heart so he kind of I thought owed all of those opportunities and everything to kind of you know he, he gave he was given it whereas Tony Stark he built it for himself and all the other characters kind of you know kind of got there themselves but he had a magic injection all of a sudden he had the muscle the muscles to to match his heart um so that's why I never really liked the character I kind of thought he had ha- fair enough do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. obviously very hard to go into the ice and wake up 70 or 80 years later of course um but I didn't watch those movies really I don't think I watched the full um first uh, Captain America movie
1: it wasn't the best of the originals. It it wasn't the worst though. <laughs>
0: oh, speaking of worst, so we had one really beautiful ending to a long span of um, movies, and from that, um, which actually inspired me to actually go back and rewatch all of the older movies as well okay. from from the beginning. Mm. So that's how much of an impact it had on me.
1: And a lot of free time.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, whenever I find that, um, now we could talk to about Game of Thrones. So we go from an ex, uh, an awesomely executed wrap up of a story arc to one many fans agree is a burning paper bag of dog poo.
1: Yeah, there's not really any getting around it. I mean, it's it, it, it's it's just so hard to to even justify like. I, I can't even imagine how hard it would be to have to ride that because the first six seasons, fantastic. Season yeah. seven, yeah, pushing it a little bit. Season eight, meh. yeah. And they were the only two seasons where they had to come up with the writing themselves. There was no source material yes. to work from. Yeah. Um so I can't even imagine how hard that would be this juggernaut of a show and being responsible now completely about taking the direction. But it was just so rushed. That was the yeah, problem. Um, that's right. If they, you know, stretch it out because there was only five episodes in the season. Yeah, I can't remember exactly yeah. it. Um- if they if they stretch it out to even like seven or eight episodes, just like you know, it took a little bit more time getting places or, you mm. know, not rushing through the battles uh, or explaining a little bit of character backstory. I think it would have been better. It still wouldn't have been great. Yeah. Um, but my my characters that I like survive, so who cares?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, see, for me, when if a character survives, that's not necessarily the be all and end all. If they have a good end, like Stark, mm-hmm. um, then I'm happy for them to die because it, it really lends more to the story. So I'm going to unload a little bit here. First of all, I want to say that writing a show like this cannot be easy. You have so many fans you need to please and you're never going to please everyone. And you have also the practical hurdles of writing for a studio and things like that. And you have all that kind of stuff there as well. Having said that. <laughs> but. <laughs> that's right. Like you said, I think it wrapped up too soon. Um, and you had really unnaturally rapid character turns. Yes. Um, so... Earlier on in Game of Thrones, you had a really character-driven show. It was all about the characters, their journey, um, and the set pieces were merely there to frame the characters. You went from that to having, we need to get the characters to this set piece, to this set piece, to this set piece, and that must happen there, and that must happen there, and it needs to be done in, what, five or six episodes. And that was the major difference, Um, which is why things seemed rushed, and you didn't... They didn't seem like the characters you knew. Mm. I mean, the only time... I, I really liked the episode before the Battle of um, uh, Winterfell. Mm. I thought that was really great for character development. And I thought, yeah, that was wow, great. this is yeah. actually going to... This is going to really turn it on. And and then the next episode, I was pretty disappointed.
1: Apart from the fact that it was almost impossible to see anything in that episode, <laughs> I, I do have one problem with that episode that I think sort of sums up what happened in the season. Because at the start of the show nobody is safe. Mm. You know, you can be the best swordsman in the world, but if there's five people coming at you, they're probably going to die. And a lot of main characters did die. That Battle of Winterfell episode, you see all the main characters, a lot of them are backed up against the wall, and there's, you know, 30 or 40 White Walkers around them, and there's absolutely nothing they can do, and they're getting overpowered. And yet, mm, I think most of them survived. Like, you know, a couple of people, like minor main characters died, but none of the main characters died. Yeah, And that's just... Not how the show used to be. That's not how it worked before. Yeah,
0: but yeah, like you said, no one was safe. But in this one, you felt a bit, bit safe. Yeah, like
1: you, you could see him. You know, you're backed up against the wall. And you're like, well, they're not going to die. Yeah, you know, we, can, <laughs> we right. know they're not going to die. They're going to have the the typical hero thing. They're like, like Lord of the Rings. You expect yeah.
0: Legolas to, to swing down and shoot a million arrows and um, Gimli saved. Um, yeah, a bit the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you had the Mad Queen who turned on a dime. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaime Lannister is a douche again. Mm-hmm. Um, Jon Snow knows nothing. Does everything and gets sent back to the wall, um, and a lot of things kind of happen for nothing. There's a lot of setup, but not a lot of payoff. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the things too that um, people didn't like. And I kind of think that brand, brand the buckled or whatever the hell his name was, brand the brand, broken, brand the broken. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's an evil mastermind. Oh yeah, because. He knows everything that happens. He places the pieces on the board and lets everyone play their part, whether that's death or whatever the case is, taking one for the team so he can be king. If that is not the definition of a villain, I don't know what is.
1: Yeah, not to mention he's just been named king. The Unsullied have said, we hate Jon Snow. He's killed our queen. Banish him. Now we're all going to jump on a boat and go away and <laughs> nobody's going to ever know any different. Bran yeah. could have gone, ah, we're just kidding Jon, stick around. But now he sent him off to the wall.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, look, it's... Oh, don't get me started about the Unsullied bunch of bloody sooks they are. But, um, yeah, so I just... um, Those were the issues. And there were always going to be hurdles. Yes. And I think they did the best they could under the circumstances. But really, it needed another season. It did. It
1: needed... It, even, like, just another two or three episodes would have made a world of difference. But another season uh, would have made it better. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. I mean, one thing... And, and this, I want to talk about this as well, is that... Um, Game of Thrones has kind of made fantasy a bit more mainstream. Um, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, would you think the popular crowd would have been into something similar to this? No, or?
1: exactly. You're exactly right. And I did say to you earlier before we uh, started rolling that uh, I heard a, a quote that Game of Thrones is essentially anime for normal people, which <laughs> I find hilarious because it's the same, same thing. Like, you know, anime, it's weird. If you, if you watch anime, <laughs> you're usually weird. Uh, and that's now what Game of Thrones is to the regular people.
0: Yeah, it's getting him into the the fantasy r- realm, and you might see some more normals at your local convention next time, mm. um, because I mean, and that's great. I mean, the the more people that are exposed to this sort of thing, um, the better, of course. Um, so that is one thing that Game of Thrones has really got right. Um, and of course, it doesn't hurt to, in your show to have gratuitous sex and graphic violence. No, it's that's always going to bring an audience.
1: Well, that's it. Um, I've uh know a few people that used to do a uh, Game of Thrones sort of viewing parties, and uh, when the slate came up if it said, you know, this episode contains nudity, everybody would cheer, and was, you know, <laughs> extreme <laughs> violence, everybody would cheer. And yes. if it didn't say any of those, everybody was just really disappointed. Yeah,
0: no, that's right. No. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Anyway, so um, all this talk about franchises, obviously 11 years um, for Marvel and Game of Thrones, which was how ten many years, seasons? About 10 years. <sighs> Is traditional story running dead? Before, stories had a beginning, middle and an end, and often it would happen in the same episode. Um, We're going from less episodic series to a series. So you have to kind of watch a series of episodes to get a storyline. Is that the future?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, as you said, things used to be very cut and dry, just very episodic. You know, you you watch an episode, it's going to finish, you're going to get some sort of a closure. And even, you know, things like... Star Trek, Stargate, stuff like that. Each episode, apart from the occasional two-parter, had an ending, even though it still had an overall arcing yes. sort of storyline. A backstory. Yeah, so there, oh, was, sorry, there uh, was a there uh, was a continuing, secondary plot. Yeah, a yeah. continuing storyline through the entire series, but each episode did wrap up. But yeah, you're mm. right with things like this. You know, it, it can literally end, you know, just as a big fight's about to start, or like in the middle of a conversation, an episode can end, and you'll be yeah. sitting there going... Was that an hour? What what happened? Yeah, it it is a little bit worrisome. Um, I mean, I I watched, you know, all of it and I liked it and, you know, I love long stories, so that's fantastic for me. But, yeah, it definitely doesn't make it easy to jump in anywhere if there's no sort of start and end to an episode. Yeah,
0: and, you know, I guess this is a, a symptom of the fact that we're not watching television anymore and we are watching these things on subscription based platforms and it's I guess it's their job to not make you watch one episode it's we're gonna drag you in for the whole year to get all of your subscription money off of you mm,
1: that's it it's it's uh, it's the binge culture it's you know I you know I find a new show and I'll go oh this has got two seasons out and I'll sit down and I'll watch two seasons of it in you know a couple of sittings and that's fantastic but then at the end of it I'll go well, there's nothing else now. Now I've got to wait for it to come out week by week. What am I going to do with my time? Yeah. Uh, and it is, yeah, it's it's very interesting sort of how everything is shifting.
0: Yeah, I guess that the biggest um, or the most obvious time I noticed it was with the latest season of Star Trek Discovery. Mm. The overarching season story was the dominant story throughout the entire thing. I reckon there was one or two episodes where they were also a complete episode of their own. Oh,
1: that's interesting. I wouldn't know. I still haven't. Being able to bring myself (laughs) to watch more than the first two episodes. You need to get
0: past that point. I reckon halfway through the first season, I think you go, okay, this is getting a bit better. Star Trek
1: Discovery got a lot better for me when I started watching Orville instead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't have all of those subscription services. For goodness sake, I'm broke as it is. Um, So, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I think storytelling has changed in this area where television is no longer the mainstream. Yeah, so... What do you think about that? Do you think this is a good thing? Do you think that, you know, if it contributes to overall storytelling that it's a positive? Or do you long for the days of television and episodic TV? Let us know on the Facebook page. (laughs) So we have to talk about spoiler etiquette.
1: Yeah, so this is something that annoys me a lot. And the reason I want to bring it up is because something's come up recently with it. Um, which is uh Tom Holland did an interview uh on the Graham Norton show, uh I believe this week or last week, where he was uh talking about his new movie, Spider Man Far From Home, which right. is a direct sequel to Avengers Endgame. Right. So obviously as we've said earlier, spoiler, spoiler. Uh-huh. I don't even know. See, this is the point. This is the problem. I have to say spoilers now. Iron Man's dead. Hang Everybody's, on, let me just play the sound. Nope, too late. Iron Man's dead. Everybody, Iron Man is dead. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Okay, so Iron Man's dead. And, <laughs> we discussed uh, it earlier, yeah, so we, we you know. It. In fairness, yeah. you so you've, and this is the point. You've had months. Get off your butt. Watch the movie. Exactly. So, Tom Holland's talking about his new movie, and the first thing he says is, "So everybody, you know, everybody knows Spider Man's dead. People in the audience, people watching." oh, I haven't seen this yet, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm going to take to Twitter and start abusing him because he spoiled it for this me. So this is months
0: after the movie. This is
1: months after the movie. The directors of the movie have said, you can talk about the movie now, spoiler embargo's over, go for your life. So this, and it happens so often, it annoys me. So I wanted to talk about it, and I wanted to ask you a question, uh, John, and the audience. How long do you give something before spoilers are no longer relevant?
0: Yeah, look, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I think if it's a big movie, then... I think the couple of months is more than enough mm-hmm. um, because people are going to flock to see it straight away. They're going to want to talk about it.
1: What about your, your standard movie or your TV show? What would you give for that?
0: A TV show, I'd give less. Mm-hmm. Um, but a standard movie, um, it, it depends on the spoiler. Like if it's a major twist. No, see, that's the problem. We
1: need a standardized because everybody's <laughs> going to sing. So I don't think I, it's that easy. It is. My <laughs> recommendation, if it's like a. Once-in-a-lifetime blockbuster like, you know, Avengers Endgame, something like that, sure. You know, follow the director's recommendation or maybe give it a month. Yeah. If it's a standard movie, if it's a TV show, if it's something like that, two weeks. If you haven't seen it in two (laughs) weeks, it's your own damn fault. But surely
0: you can say, have you like, if you're talking to an individual, Mm -hmm. like just a person. If you're talking to an individual. Say, have you seen it yet, double-check. But on media outlets, social media, things like that, yeah, I think.
1: But then you, you get you get stories of people, like, you know, walking down the street talking to a friend and they'll be talking about something and somebody will just overhear the conversation and get upset at them because they spoiled something.
0: <laughs> it's like that Simpsons episode when Homer's walking out of the theater and says, oh, gee, I can't believe that Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's father. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spoilers, John. Come on. Oh, wait, yeah, sorry. hang on. Here we go. Oh, there it is. So,
1: yeah, that's been on my mind recently, which, yeah, I wanted to ask that question of everybody. So if you can let us know on the Facebook page what you think a uh, good time for spoilers is, that would be interesting. But the other question I had for you is uh, about trailers. Uh, yeah. Because I know people that won't watch trailers at all because they are so bad for spoiling key moments in movies. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to, to see if you can think of any movies that had a serious plot point or something interesting. Ruined by mm. the trailer. My uh, my example was uh, quite an old now. Uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you remember that, but in the trailer, they uh, had Darth Maul pull out his double bladed lightsaber. Uh-huh. That only happens at the very end of the movie. There's no mention to it at all, whatsoever, other than the fact that he's got a really long lightsaber hilt. Yeah they could have not put out it out in the trailer and that would have blown people's minds. Yeah, absolutely. But they put it in the trailer and everybody knew it was coming.
0: Yeah. Oh, look, I guess, look, that the trailer needs to do two things. It needs to let you know the movie's coming out, but it needs to get you in the seat.
1: It needs to get you in the seat, but it doesn't need to spoil <laughs> key moments in movies.
0: Right. No, look, um, I don't remember the, that trailer. And, and, and thinking about other trailers where it might have happened, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But what does um, come to mind is when... Studios put in misleading Yeah,
1: footage. sometimes they will film extra scenes or different scenes purely for trailers, which is great. Um, I remember uh, Wolverine, um, uh, was it Logan, Old Man Logan, uh-huh. um, they filmed a couple of like alternative scenes for the trailer for that, which sort of threw people off, and then when the movie came out, they were slightly different. Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that, I love that. That's fantastic, because then you get a little bit of extra content. You get a rough idea of what's happening, but you don't know exactly, because... You know, you'll, you'll see it and you're going, well, I know what's going to happen now. And then yeah. it's a different scene. It's like, oh, that's great. Uh, but not enough people do
0: that. Yeah, and I think I think that's a good way to go. If you add those somewhat misleading um, parts in your trailer, then you have a full length trailer. Um, particularly since they, they're quite long these days. I mean, the teasers now are coming out one and a half to three minutes long. Mm. Um, so they can give up a lot of information that time. But if they use a bit of footage that isn't going to be used in the movie, because... There's always deleted scenes. So there's no reason why you can't use something like that. Um, Rogue One, for instance, there's a scene in the trailer where a TIE fighter kind of catches her on the the ledge of a facility. That's not a part of the movie. Mm. Um, But it looks so impressive and went, oh, wow, that's going to be really fantastic. And personally, I think that movie was fantastic. Um, So yeah, I think maybe more creative ways of doing that so you don't spoil the movie. Because, like you said, with the Darth Maul one, I can see how that might spoil it for for some people. Yeah. Mm. Well, make sure you let us know what you think on that topic on our Facebook page. You're listening to Good News Geek. For the listeners out there that um, do keep coming back and hearing this podcast. All three of you. Exactly. Um, Thank you very much, first of all. Uh, Second of all, you'll be knowing that we have a new segment where we will be going to you, the fans, and um, asking you to introduce us to your fandom. Now, we've not been able to come up with a name. I've called it Boldly Going, but it kind of sounds like you're doing some kind of freaky toilet thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think that name will stick. That's probably a bad term to use also, talking about toilets. But anyway. So we'll, we'll scrub it out. We'll scrub it <laughs> We'll edit it out if I have time. I won't, so you'll hear it. Um, so I wanted something to kind of gently uh, lead us into these new areas. Now, something I've... Been thinking about getting into but wasn't too sure because I collect quite a bit of stuff, little bits of here and there. One or two little things around here. (laughs) Yes. One of those things that I haven't got into because I'm a bit afraid of how much it will cost me is Lego. Mm. And there is a friend of mine, uh, actually, (laughs) a funny story about how I met this guy. Uh, His name's Travis and he worked at a retail store that sells electronics and, of course, I frequent these sorts of stores.
1: Mm, I... uh Been to one or two myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And uh, he sold me, on a recurring basis, things like TVs and sound systems. So we're not talking little devices. Mm. Uh, He often jokes that um, I've paid his way to um, conferences overseas when he goes over to the UK and things like that. Um, But he's a great guy. So um, those things you hear about salesmen aren't true Mm. in this case. Uh, Anyway, he's actually moved on to bigger and better things, so I'm no longer funding his holidays. Um, But... I called him up because I recall seeing on Facebook and things like that, that he seems to build a little bit of Lego.
1: Mm, One or two pieces. Yeah,
0: that's right. And so I thought maybe he's a good way to get introduced. And I I contacted him through Facebook and he said, oh yeah, I have a little bit of Lego. Um, I don't have much on display though. And then he proceeded to send me about 50 photos of a million different models. Um, And I'm thinking, I think I've got the right guy here.
1: Yes. If this is a little amount to him, then I'm really worried.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So um, obviously we're going to make a video uh, and that we're going to put on our Facebook page and we'll show you his collection, which is vast and numerous. And Mm. also... We are going to be constructing some Lego devices.
1: Yeah, you've uh, got a box in your hot little hands. I do. We're not going to tell you what it is, audience. Uh, If you want to find out what it is. Give it a shake. Mm. See if mm. you can see if you can guess from that sound how many pieces.
0: Sounds fresh, mm.
1: but if you want to know what uh, what they are going to be building, then you're just gonna have to tune into our Facebook page and watch the video.
0: Indeed, and um, to see um, Travis's collection, and he's going to teach me a little bit about Lego. So make sure you stick around. It's going to be released at the same time as our next podcast mm. in a month's time.
1: I'll teach you one thing about Lego now, just so you're prepared when you go in. Right, the plural of Lego. Is Lego,
0: excellent. But you say Lego too. You don't say Lego.
1: No, no. I say I say Lego, but some people, some people will say Legos for for multiple. Oh yeah, that's that is incorrect. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's,
0: that's that's annoying. It's like saying octopuses instead of octopine yeah. you know it's just just get it right it's not yeah, that right. Or atm machines <laughs> yeah that's not get started on that it's not going to be an episode of my pet peeves um, <laughs> please <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that's coming up so we're going to learn a bit about lego we're going to see a very impressive collection so make sure you listen to our next podcast and keep an eye on our facebook page so matt Have you had much time to play any games recently? Not at all. Oh. Uh, so we'll just skip
1: this segment. This might be a short yeah. segment, yeah. Uh, no, I've uh, unfortunately not had a lot of time to look at anything new, so I've been doing my uh, my old standby, which is uh, either watching other people play games and living vicariously through them. Yeah, that's always uh, an easy option. I is, like that. It's yeah. comfortable. It's it is, good. yeah. Uh, I don't always agree with the choices they
0: make, but uh, <laughs> what am I going to do? Do you scream at the, the monitor saying, no, don't go that way?
1: No, I just sort of sit back and sigh and go, why <laughs> did you do that? Um, or I uh, play older games that i've already played um which is getting made easier and easier by nintendo sucking me dry by releasing all my favorite games on the switch okay. which i already own five other places uh-huh. but now it's on the switch and i can play it in bed so i have to <laughs> buy it again. so i have a i've just finished final fantasy 7 on the switch i'm now playing through final fantasy 10 on the switch hoping to finish it in time for them to release final fantasy 8 on the switch uh which is my favorite of all time so i'm gonna buy it is no question about it please, so nintendo have nintendo got you th- under please, their thumb haven't they please stop nintendo please
0: <laughs> i don't think you really want them to stop
1: no i, I really don't want them to stop <laughs> i want them to bring out all the rest of them so i can just have them all again
0: it's one of those things like when i see a lightsaber online and it's a beautiful mm. thing um i'm like oh i wish i'd stop yeah, showing me that yeah. but really i just want them all you,
1: you're essentially saying why are you doing this to me while pulling out your credit card yes that's right
0: shut up and take my money yes
1: uh, so other than that, I've uh, I've also just started playing Borderlands 2 a little bit just to get back into the feel of the uh, the universe and the control since Borderlands 3 is coming out in September. Okay, so you're getting a jump on that punching. one? Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to play through uh, the campaign from start to finish, all the DLC. There is a new DLC they've just released which sort of bridges the two games, so I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, but I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to jump on my max level character and just smash it out. I'm going <laughs> to build my way up to it, as uh, long and tedious as that will be. Hopefully it will finish... With the amount of time I can play, just in time for Borderlands 3 to come out. <laughs> uh, so other than that, we've got a few upcoming games. I know one of them you're quite interested in, so yes. I'll, I'll leave that one to last because I know you've got a few things. Oh, you're going to make uh, me wait. That's not yeah. nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as I said, we've got Borderlands 3 coming up, um, which is looking really good, looking really interesting. Most uh, Borderlands. Borderlands is great. Yep. Um, the Final Fantasy 7 remake that they announced four or five years ago has a release date. It's next year, but there's a release date. So <laughs> well, uh, March 3rd... Baby steps. Well, on top of that, also, as you said, baby steps. Uh, it's being released episodic. So episode one is released March 3rd. Then you probably have to wait for a month or so for episode two to come out. But...
0: Are they releasing on Netflix or something? Is that- <laughs> it, um,
1: it's been done before. Um, payday. Uh, payday. Um, Hitman was uh, released episodic last year, which uh, was a well, year before now, actually. Uh, but it was... You know, it wasn't too bad. People didn't mind it too much. It's, it's good because you get this game and you get to play through it and you can sort of perfect all the levels you're doing. And then a month later, you turn it on and you go, oh, I've got new missions. Right. Um, so it's, it's quite nice like that. But, I mean, it's Final Fantasy Seven. I just want to binge the whole damn thing. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be a little bit hard. Um, Death Stranding, again, it has been coming out for ages. Um, not released until next year. Cyberpunk 2077, that's looking awesome. A few new trailers have come out with that, including... Uh, my uh, favorite actor at the moment, Keanu Reeves.
0: <laughs> I did see a little bit of the footage from E3.
1: Yes, so uh, I'm I'm even more excited. I've been excited about this game since it was announced. It's being made by CD Projekt Wrecked, which are the same people that made uh, the Witcher series. Okay. Uh, so it was always going to be a good game. Um, a lot of the the trailers and gameplay looked fantastic. But now that it's got Keanu in it, I'm just even more excited. I'm I'm fanboying.
0: And if you can judge something by how many memes get made in relation to that thing, oh yeah, it's going to be spectacular. No, instant, instantly <laughs> memed. Um, speaking
1: of uh, CD Projekt Wrecked, uh, Witcher 4 is uh, going to be coming out uh, next year. But uh, we are in the sort of the, the mid-year, so a lot of the games that are being announced now are uh, for next year. Yep. Um, there's the sequel to Zelda Breath of the Wild coming out, which uh, looks good for all you uh, Nintendo Switch Zelda fans. Um, I loved the first one, so I'll uh, be putting hours into this one as well. And I've made you wait long enough, so the last one we'll talk about is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order.
0: Yes, I'm really looking forward to this, actually. I mean, obviously, I'm a Star Wars freak, and uh, it looks good. I mean... It does look good. You know, it's it's been a bit of a mixed bag when it comes to Star Wars games. You yeah. have Battlefront, um, which I thought is pretty good. I mean, not the original, obviously. I mean, that's... Back on PC, I had that ages ago. I can't even remember what that was like to play, mm. to be honest. Um, but the the two most recent ones, um, you know... horribly Ruined by EA. I'll just yeah, I'll say it. Look, it, I, was, it was, that's what I was trying to lead yeah. up to. I'm thinking, how, how, what's the best way to kind of segue into that? You said it. So yeah. basically, it was a little bit crappy and there are reasons behind that. And uh, so I'm really hopeful...
1: So am I. Um, I was sort of gutted when I heard that they were canning the first-person Star Wars game that had been in development for ages, but obviously we're now getting Fallen Order, which looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, There is really one thing at the moment that is worrying me, though, that I read an article, I believe, yesterday, that Disney are putting pressure on them to uh, tone down the violence in the game a little bit, so there's going to be no dismemberment. Uh, from no, that's unfortunate. lightsaber attacks. That was
0: one of the best features on the um, oh. Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy um, game, oh, yeah. turning that up to full. So when you, oh, you chop yeah. them, they fell in half and the stuff The amount like that. of
1: times that I accidentally cut my own arm off, which <laughs> you wouldn't think is possible, but it is. If you turn up uh, dismemberment to max and you accidentally bump your arm or leg with your lightsaber, you killed yourself.
0: Yeah, so whenever I use that cheat, I also use the full health, you know, invincibility mm. cheat just for the fun of it, just to go around and just wrecking everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this I'm, game. I'm
1: looking forward to it too. As I said, I'm a little bit worried after reading that article.
0: Um, I mean, it's Disney.
1: It is Disney. I mean, you you got to think like, you know, well, how much pressure can they put? It's Disney. They can put all the damn pressure they want. They yeah, own, they own everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hopefully they won't exert too much control over it because, you know, we finally have a game that's hopefully not going to be ruined by EA. I'd rather it not be ruined by Disney too, but uh, we'll
0: have to wait and see. Yeah, well, if uh, Disney does take um, measures to kind of ruin it, hopefully there are some, uh, you know, talented um, programmers out there that might be able to right the wrongs.
1: I'm sure there will be eventually, um, (laughs) but uh, yeah. So,
0: you
1: know, just focus on the story, Disney. That'd be great. You know, make the game good and we'll be happy.
0: Which is another thing too, because it actually has... A single player story. It
1: does have a story.
0: Which is, you know, it was getting so rare. Mm. And to to be honest, that's the only reason I play games. If I want to play with other people or if I want to interact with other people, I'll go and see other people.
1: Oh, that's a terrible idea.
0: (laughs) Exactly. That's why I want to play single player stories in my study, surrounded by things that I love, not people. Anyway, make sure you jump on the Facebook page. um, Tell us what game you're looking forward to and uh, perhaps we'll discuss that one on our next edition of Good News Geek. So in the last episode of Good News Geek, Matt, I made a promise.
1: You did make a promise.
0: I told people I was going to tell them all about a package that was arriving in the mail, uh, namely a set of Neurophones.
1: Yes. Uh, Now, we should mention right off the bat, this is not a uh, sponsored segment. Uh, We... Well, I say we, you spend the money yourself on this. I did spend some money
0: on this. um, uh, About 500 bucks. Mm. But um, other than that, so, you know, if uh, Nura does want to send me any cash, uh, oh, no, just crickets. Sorry about that. No. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, basically I just want to give a bit of a review on what they like because I've seen a lot online. Mm -hmm. When they first popped up on Kickstarter was the first time I had a look. Now, generally speaking, I won't fund a Kickstarter. Because I'm thinking, how about they iron out the bugs before I invest the cash? And so that's what I've done. I've waited and waited. And then Amazon, being the wonderful thing that it is, popped up on my phone one day letting me know that they are on a 25% off special. So the headphones which are usually much more expensive than when I pick them up. I thought, well, I had to. I had to.
1: You'd be crazy not to. Crazy not
0: to. And amazingly, my wife... Only, agreed
1: only made you sleep on the couch for a week
0: <laughs> no actually she agreed i ran it past her and uh, she assures me that she's okay with it and that uh, the poison in my food is not related to the neurophone purchase no no there's something else you've done <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right um so yeah i mean i had just um lost my seinhauser headphones um they had I've had them for about like six years or something and the, the foam and stuff like that started to degrade and mm-hmm. fall apart and so I had gunk in my ears and they looked terrible. They still sounded good though, amazingly. But it was time to upgrade. So the timing was perfect. And um, the reason I wanted to talk about these headphones is because I love good quality sound. It's really important. Even with this podcast, I've spent more money than I'm probably sure to try and get the sound as high quality as possible, even though it's just a bit of a hobby And things that I just wanted to sound good.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. There's nothing worse than, uh, you know, listening to a video online or a podcast and the audio is grainy or blown out. Yeah.
0: It's distracting.
1: It is. It it makes it almost impossible to listen to. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you spend all the extra time so I don't have to.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm happy to do it. Making me sound uh, this good. (laughs) Well, that's not making any guarantees. Um, So, I love the good quality of sound and I've been using them a while. And they make all sorts of claims on their their um, uh, web page and things like that. I'm impressed.
1: Okay, so they are living up to the hype?
0: Yeah, well, basically, for those who don't know what a neurophone is, it's uh, a basically over-the-ear headphone, and they are uh, also in-ear headphones. So basically inside the cup that goes over your ear, there's a little bit that sticks out, and they go into your ear canal. So the the, the higher-frequency stuff is channel straight in there, and then you get the big bass from the speakers around the outside of mm. the ear. Not only that, but there's a companion app and it plays a series of sounds when you set it up and it adjusts the EQ, the, the sound profile of the headphones so that it's maximised for your specific hearing.
1: That is a uh, bold claim.
0: It is a bold claim. Now, I when I um, saw the Kickstarter years ago, uh, apparently a... Um, audiologist or an ear specialist from Australia helped to design them. He came up with the idea and helped to design them. So I gave it a go. I, guess I was blown away. Mm-hmm. The, the quality is fantastic. Um, they can be a bit fiddly to set up because obviously the quieter the area you're, you, you, that you are when you're setting it up, the more accurate it's going to be. I have a four-year-old finding a quiet place can be sometimes very difficult.
1: So it's quieter for you to do it on the bus on the way to work. Than it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. I actually found a time when he was uh, having a sleep and I closed all the doors in the bedroom and did it there. And uh, it, um, it took a couple of minutes. Um, but the difference between having the standard flat profile and your personalised profile is significant. Mm, interesting. Now, obviously, I can't talk to whether or not it's just a gimmick or whatever. Okay, and this is, like I said, it's not a sponsored post, this is just my honest opinion, but the sound is great. And not only that, they are noise cancelling, which means any annoying distractions like colleagues at work, because um, I, I work in an open plan office and it can get so noisy and distracting. Yes. And the kind of work that I do, sometimes you do just need to focus, they're fantastic. And I've been we're using them at um, work more than anywhere else and they're, they're just really great. So, yeah, if you're ever in the market, and of course they're Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Um. so no cords, which is always great. It
1: is always good. Uh, what's just a quick question. What's the range on the Bluetooth like?
0: I'm not sure. Not sure? Not, not, they've never been too far away mm. from the, the source for me. Give, a,
1: give it a go one time. Just throw your phone on the bed and just wander out and see sort of where it cuts out. Cause that'd be interesting. Cause I've recently got a pair of headphones, uh, just temporary ones that were Bluetooth. And if I put my phone in my pocket, then the headphones would cut in and out.
0: Okay. Well, no, these are these are better than that because I can leave the phone on my desk and walk to the photocopier at work, which is probably a walk of about, I don't know, 25 metres. It cuts out when you go into the room, but there are big metal cabinets in the way and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 25 so. metres, that's not too bad at all. Yeah, so um, I've never seen how far mm. I can get like, line of sight, but no, it seems to be pretty good mm. and... And you can make phone calls as well on them. It uses the, the microphones, which are part of the noise cancellation system. So you can use them to make calls. Um, and they're quite immersive, obviously.
1: Well, I'm quite glad that you like them. And I'm glad they're working out for you. And I'll be quite happy to test out a pair of Neurophones if you uh, <laughs> want to send us a, uh,
0: another one. And there's those crickets again. Uh, Sorry. But that's okay. Yeah, the Neurophones are great. So if you are in the market for new headphones and you want to burn away some cash, or you have a wife that it, is just as accommodating as mine, in that particular instance. Anyway, um, then by all means check them out, and maybe you can decide for yourself. Well, that's about it from us tonight. I think.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we've waffled on enough for uh, for one episode.
0: Yes, I mean, uh, I'm, we're currently in a small room with a door shut, and uh, there's no heater in here, and it's a very cold night. But it is still quite warm. So all the hot air, yeah, I think, is built up. So I think it's about time that we call things a night. So, but thank you very much for joining me today, Matt.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you, as always, for having me over. Uh, and thank you to our uh, lovely audience of uh, three people that keep coming back. And, <laughs> and then the, the occasional new
0: people who never come back. Exactly, so thank you very much for tuning in and make sure you keep an ear out and an eye out on our Facebook page for the next episode of Good News Geek where we are going to be exploring a bit into Lego and the collection of Lego um, kits. And that's it from us.